$25 on my dresser. Yes, sir. I'm about to get paid. Hey, hey, we got playoffs. Matter of fact, correction, we got play-ins. And um, we got a little bit of uh, drama before we even get to the play-ins, right? We got drama before we get to the... I, look, this is... It's a it's a good thing and it's a bad thing if you beefing with your teammates towards the end of the season. All right, because you can look at it like this. You can look at it as, oh, let's light some fire. Let's get ready. You know what I'm saying? Or y'all could be breaking down before the big stage, right? And that's not a good thing. So we've seen what the Clippers went through. We've seen what the Timberwolves recently went through. What the hell is Rudy Gobert's problem? This is the thing, though. People, y'all got to leave that man alone. He has already come off as being emotionally damaged, okay? From the year he got he got um robbed of making the uh what what was it? I don't think it was the All-Star. Was it the All-Star team or was it one of the uh uh the NBA All Teams? It, was it one of those? I think it was the All-Star. It, it was he got well, he felt like he got robbed. He cried, he called his mom, felt like he let everybody down. You know what I mean? And, you know, he, he, when they when he got traded to the Timberwolves, they was trying to do the whole uh, Twin Tower things with, with K-Towns and you got Edwards. Like, that's a, that's, a, that's a nice squad. Is that a championship? I come from a Laker point of view, as y'all all know. Um, so 12 Cal is going to sound a little bit biased, but I, there's no other way for me to look at this. Teams are, are building these teams for championship purposes, at least for deep playoff runs. Is that a deep playoff run team? I love Anthony Edwards. I really do. That boy got game. And this is also a, a, a young kid who has came off and said that he doesn't necessarily watch bas or he didn't necessarily watch basketball like that. He wasn't your, I want to say, normal um athlete with talent who studied the game. He's like the total opposite, right? But he just somehow plays the game at a high level and he's caught a couple of bodies since he's been in the league. Young man, and he has a phenomenal he got phenomenal uh commercials and great in movies. I think he should be an actor and we already know he loves his dog, right? But are we looking at this team to go, go deep into the playoffs and stuff like that? Not with that particular roster. And he's suspended for the playing game because he decided that he wanted to punch a former UCLA point guard. <laughs> a former UCLA point guard because of the word bitch. We already know those are fighting words in, in certain light. And they've said this, you know, the bitch word is fighting words in certain communities, you know, I don't think it was be that. I don't think it was because of that. I think it's because Rudy Gobert has been getting picked on since he's been in the league. You know what I mean? Like that. Literally, they've been picking on him because of how sensitive he is. Uh, you know, plus because he's a, he's a big guy and he has a defensive presence. It's just not consistent. And I think he's also been labeled a liability on offense. So they kind of pick on him, you know what I mean? And he seems like he was one of those kids that got picked on when he was younger and things like that. Leave him alone. But when we're talking about basketball, I mean, you know, from what was said, you know, I, obviously I wasn't there, right? I wasn't there in the huddle. But the reports was there was some words thrown back and forth. Um, 
Rudy said, yo, why don't you go grab some rebounds? You know, and then boom, why don't you go and defend the rim and get some blocks? You know what I mean? And, you know, obviously that's what started it all. all that's what started it all when you throw in some seasoning, which is the bitch word. Um, so I have my Lakers winning by eight. That's not really not by much, but yo, also we got to play because K Towns and Anthony Edwards are still playing. You know what I mean? And no, those, that's enough to at least anchor the squad. And if we win, uh, correction, when we win, oh, the matchup couldn't get any better. I love these early matchups, mainly on the West. I was talking to Murph, and we talked about uh, just the play-ins in a Western uh, conference. It wasn't much to talk about on the Eastern conference. I ain't going to be fully disrespectful, but it is what it is. Like, it was, it's not much to talk about as far as the matchups early, you know, early. But, I mean, out the gate, we got the Lakers versus Timberwolves tonight because it's, it's Tuesday when I'm recording, and then we got the Pelicans and Thunder. So we already know what it is. You know, my Lakers go on to win. We got Memphis in the first round, right? And then, you know, the winner out of the Pelicans and and, um, and uh, OKC Thunder, they'll be looking at to um, to play the Nuggets. I'm on record as already saying that the West is wide open. Yes, I'm acknowledging who Denver is as a number one team. Yes, I'm acknowledging how Memphis is one of the most explosive teams in the league. Yes, I'm acknowledging that the Kings is one of the top offensive-rated uh, teams in the league. Yes, I'm acknowledging KD moved to Phoenix with Booker and CP3. Yes, I'm acknowledging that finally we've gotten a semi-healthy Clipper squad with the addition of Brody, Right? I'm not scared of that. I'm not scared of that playoff-wise. In a regular season, I can see that. Out the gate, I think we were, we, what, what did we start? Like 2-9 and nine or something like that? We started out pretty bad. Everything has been turned around since then. Um, but I'm not, you have to show me in the playoff. That's my main argument. But out the gate, what I said, what I said, what I said about showing up in the playoff, the Kings has never been there. At least this particular King squad has never been there, right? So with one of the most explosive offense, and they got De'Aaron Fox is one of the most clutch players in the league, or at least one of at least one of the most clutch guards in the league. They're looking to go up against a familiar face that's in the playoffs, in the finals, in the Golden State Warriors. That's a hell of a matchup in the first round. Hell of a matchup in the first round, right? I'm taking Golden State. Why? Pure experience. That's it, and that's all. And I know they're having their... They haven't been the Golden State of old. We haven't seen a lot of third-quarter runs that they used to produce. Wiggins had off-the-court uh, personal issues off-the-court. He is back now, so that's a good thing. But... You know, he has to, everything has to start gelling. They got the pieces. They got the players. Jordan Poole, we already know who the engine is over there in Draymond Green, who records his podcast after every game. And, you know, you still got the Splash Brothers, who, they, it's not much of a splash anymore. They're kind of, but in spurts, like, in certain games, 
they do show up. I mean, Clay just had a game where he went off recently, you know, and Steph will always be Steph, but we now have to see how this particular Steph and this particular Clay Thompson will play in this particular postseason against a fast-paced, high-scoring Sacramento Kings who is inexperienced. I, I still got to go with Golden State on this one. You know what I'm saying? That's just, I have to. Then we have probably the best opening first-round matchup that I like, and that's the Phoenix Suns versus the L.A. Clippers. The Little Bros versus the Knockoffs, right? And the reason why I call Phoenix the Knockoffs is because Phoenix has been knocking on the door for decades. You know what I'm saying? Dating back to the Steve Nash uh, Stoudemire run. Right? They've been knocking on the door. Not quite it. Not quite it. Phoenix actually got to the finals for the first time since the late 90s, mid late 90s. And it just didn't work out for them. You know, uh, they have another opportunity this year and they revamped. They lost some of their key players who was in the finals with them, but it was surely replaced with Kevin Durant. Right? But I love that matchup because there's a lot of storylines within that. You know, first of all, the Clippers, to go out in the first round is very, I mean, that, that would be just hilarious. Phoenix, not so much because I never really did believe in them for so many reasons. But with KD on the squad, for them to go out in the for KD to go out in the first round or for that whole Clipper squad, I can't just put it on one player. Because they actually play as a team. But for that whole Clipper squad to go out in the first round, that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. Um, like I said, the storylines that's attached to that, you have Westbrook facing KD again. You have Kawhi and Paul George playing together in the postseason together um, versus a booker. So this it's a lot of defense, a lot of animosity on one side versus sure offense where you're going to CP3 the general is going to make sure he find KD and Booker in their right spots and make them come to control the floor. He might have to shoot a little bit more than usual because they don't have the bench to help carry. So they're going to need all hands on deck in Phoenix for this one. Um, I'm excited for this one. That's a fact. That's a fact. Uh, as far as the Pelicans and Thunder, that's a throwaway game. You know, don't really care too much about that. No disrespect, but it's time for B.I. to step up. Zion will not be available once again, and we'll see how that goes. As far as my Lakers and Timberwolves, I've already said, they're already shorthanded with no big. Uh, their other forward decided that he had an attitude with the wall and punched it and fractured his hand, so he's definitely out. Rudy is just suspended, so, you know, um, he will be able to play in the future, and that will probably be in the Drew League. Moving on to the East, uh, like I said, it's not much that I really care about. Although the Eastern playing in is kind of enticing because you got the you got the uh, the Bulls and the Raptors. That's not necessarily a throwaway game. Um, the Bulls is actually trying. That's their best chance of getting into the playoffs against a team like the Raptors, right? 
Then you got Miami, which is a surprise. Not much of a surprise because I had them in like my top four Eastern teams. Um, but they also slid down to seven, which is kind of ironic because the Lakers and the Heat played in the uh, finals a few years ago and they're both in the same position and they're going against the Hawks, which 12 cow. Ooh, this will make or break. I think if, if Atlanta doesn't win a championship this year, it's nothing more, nothing more than a championship that should be earned to keep that boy Trey inside of an Atlanta Hawks jersey. But from what I'm hearing and what I'm feeling and just my opinion alone, I think Atlanta is done with Trey Young. I think they're done with Trey Young. So now where does Trey Young go? And where does this sense uh, Trey Young's career? Like, literally, literally, what is his career now? Is he demoted from being a number one option, even though he has number one option talent? But can he lead a team? That's powerful. Like, you can have number one talent, number one option talent, uh, but can you, do you have number one option leadership? That's a major thing right there. That's a major thing. And from the looks of it, from the sound of it, when I had this heavy criticism about him being compared to Steph Curry, oh, it was all fun and games back then. But after him <laughs> getting two coaches fired, yeesh, yeesh. I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, it was heavy criticism when I seen Trey Young play in that summer league. A lot of New Yorkers was on his bumper for some apparent reason. Uh, and lo and behold, you know, in the future, he would crush their dreams in the playoffs. But uh, I must say, you know, neither one of the teams ended up winning the playoff. I mean, end up winning the championship after that. So, it's kind of like the New Yorkers is kind of winning this one, you know? Um, but shout out to Trey Young, man. Icebox is cool with me. <laughs> Icebox. Ice <laughs> Ice Trey is cool with me. But, uh, yeah, that's how it's looking. That's, lo- that's how it's looking right now. It's looking like Trey Young might be out of there in the near future. Uh, and now, you know, obviously out of those matchups, the Bucks and the Celtics are waiting on those results. Uh, but then we got Philly. Versus the Brooklyn Nets. That's crazy because don't count Brooklyn out because they don't have a main guy or the guy over there. Uh, they've been playing some good basketball over there. So this is more on MV. You want to talk all that MVP shit? MVPs get out of the first round, don't they? Kind of? Maybe? Right? And then we already know about James Harden. It's like, you know. James Harden hasn't been showing up lately, though. You know what I mean? So we can't give him that. And he has been playing less than 100%. But there's no more excuses. With the so-called MVP honors over there with Embiid, I mean, he looks like he's going to win it. Do we know? We don't. Did I pick him? Not necessarily. I had Joker in the beginning. But I was like, Embiid definitely deserves it. Giannis is in third for me. Um, but Giannis can win it every year. It's just that he's had better seasons at MVP. But if he wins, if Giannis wins MVP this year, oh man, that's a lot of pressure. I think that might be a lot of, a lot of pressure on him to repeat a title. Uh, but we'll talk about that another time. And then you got the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Knicks. That's a hot one because the Knicks has been playing. They've been on fire lately. Like the Knicks, the the New York City got something to stand up about. You know, besides baseball being back and they can root for the Yankees in the match, right? Um, they got a basketball team that's actually playing basketball good right now. I wouldn't be surprised if New York pulled this one down. I never really believed in, the, in this Cleveland team like that. 
A lot of people did after all the changes that they got. They got a crazy backcourt, you know, and Donovan Mitchell um, and Darius. But um, I wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't doubt if the Knicks pulled this one out. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm not saying that I picked the Knicks, but I'm not picking Cleveland at all. And basically, yo, that's my um, that's my take on on, on the pre first round slash first round. Now, since then, obviously, y'all know what has been going down. Um, you know, you know. Shout out to LSU, and I think I talked about it on my last episode. Uh, keep in mind, I'm on a road. This uh, open run with BTG, and we're on a road with it. Um. There's a bit of concern in the black community about uh, Angela Reese. I mean, not Angela, Angel Reese. I'm thinking about another person right now, but Angel Reese. You know, we already know about the controversial uh, Tony Ayo face, uh, handling the face towards Kaylin Clark and things like that, and how a certain community rose up for their certain player, and and it was a lot of negative backlash on on. LSU in general and, 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 and Reese and stuff like that. I thought it was overdone or whatever. Like we already know what it is. I don't know why people are not, are still surprised by this. Like, you know, at this point it's something that you have to ignore if we're the, if we're the black community. And the reason why I say ignore it is because let them make all the noise that they want to want to do. And we just continue to do what we do. You know, but I'm I'm for if we speak up and speak out and, and things like that. But let's not overdo it. And I think that's where uh, the black community, some people in the black community are concerned about uh, Angel Reese movement is that. She don't they don't want her to overdo it. She's already in a position where she's winning. She's already rejected the White House and she said what she had to say. She's been on shows. She's been retweeted. She's been, you know, the whole night been in everybody's stories and stuff like that. Caitlin. Clark did a chess move and came out and said she didn't have any issue with it. Although I feel like personally she did have an issue with it or whatever. Um, but you know, if you continue down that road, you can turn this into a race thing, right? Which it had already been turned into a race thing by the whites, right? Um, here's the thing. We will see this again. And there's a lot of criticism of people criticizing other people criticizing this situation who don't necessarily watch women's basketball. That's true. And that's not true. Uh, if you really pay attention to uh, what's going on, yes, it, the WNBA numbers have been low. Right. And why? Because there is no drama. There's no drama outside of, well, maybe they need to get paid. You know what I'm saying? That's the drama that they're talking about. People don't necessarily care about that. But when it comes to women's college basketball, that's a whole totally different story. And I'm not going to sit up here and act like, oh, I'm just as excited for their tournament as I am about the men's. No, never have been. Will I ever will be? That's a, that's a possibility. Absolutely. But when it comes to that Elite Eight and Final Four and championship game, yes, religiously, we've all tuned in. Why? Because they really get down. You know, we already we always talk about how college really, really, really works on the basics. You know what I'm saying? And the fundamentals is top tier, especially when it comes to the women. Women are number one, and when it comes to the fundamentals in in basketball, why? Because they're they aren't as athletic as men, and uh, and that includes the dunking and things like that. The intensity, you know, there, but they do have intensity. It's just not as aggressive. 
as the men's, right? But their drama is just as or even more top tier than the men's. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it really gets like that. And I think because of what transpired between LSU and Iowa, they're going to draw more company to it. So I want to give a special shout-out to both programs. Even though I feel some type of way about Iowa in general, uh, let's keep it basketball. Let's keep it basketball. And shout-out to LSU. They they definitely deserve it. And if, if Angel Reese is going to continue to talk, I'm going to continue to, to support her. Um, just make sure uh, you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. Because you don't. I don't want her to be put in a position where it backfires on her or it turns around on her. You know what I mean? I don't want her doing too much. As of right now, she's doing just enough. And I'm cool with that. The number one thing is they brought more awareness to women's basketball, at least in college. You know what I mean? And who knows uh, what would happen with the WNBA. But for right now, all eyes is on Iowa and LSU and either other programs at that. You know what I'm saying? We can't forget the other programs that's out there that are, that to be in the mix next year. So we'll be tuned in. I, I predict that those ratings will go and or stay stay up there once uh, the season returns. Shout out, man. NFL draft is on the way. I have no idea what my Raiders is going to do. And I'm just going to leave it at that. My Lakers, <clears throat> and five.